1: The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
2: Let's get a big thumbs up. Get ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some fun. 400 laps. I got you guys there. Have a great day. 10-4.
3: Tonight, we'll make it happen. We know what we got to
1: do. The
4: Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Tonight, we're having the Little 600, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of NASCAR drivers coming out here interacting with the fans. Well, I know too many times we come here, and we're like, oh yeah, we're just having fun, and everybody leaves
5: mad or we're really happy because they won. So at the same time, it's still racing, and it's still a lot of fun.
3: <laughs> and it's actually, it's, it's probably more fun than what we do on the weekends because. Not our cart, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> NASCAR Live is brought to you by Hercules Tires. Right on our strength. From the GoPro Motorplex in Mooresville, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley.
6: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the MRN crew here at the Little 600 at the GoPro Motorplex in Mooresville, North Carolina. And we've got lots of fun in store for you over the course of the next 60 minutes. Ryan Blaney's going to be stopping by. Bubba Wallace is going to be visiting with us, as many others are going to join us tonight to talk about tonight's event and also give us a preview of the Coca-Cola 600 coming up Sunday at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Speaking of the Coca-Cola 600, Austin Dillon's got an anniversary coming up. One year ago, he won NASCAR's longest race, and we're going to go face-to-face with him about that and a whole lot more. We'll also pay tribute to one of the gentlemen that could be inducted into the next round of the NASCAR Hall of Fame, car owner, Jack Roush. But to begin the proceedings, we bring in our lovely and talented Kim Kuhn. Hello. Hello. How are things?
7: It's nice. It's a nice day. It's perfect weather for this event.
6: We appreciate the nice weather for those of us that have endured inclement weather all up and down the eastern seaboard.
7: Yes. Friday, last (laughs) week, was was a little touch and go before the truck race, but.
6: It, It was touch and go. However, the good thing about it is Mother Nature Saw fit for us to race the All-Star race with no interruptions. What did you think about what you saw Saturday night?
7: I was so excited because that was the most entertaining All-Star race I've seen in quite some time. Mm-hmm. I felt like the cars were closer together in terms of where they were racing on the track. Obviously, the cream rose rose. We had Kevin Harvick win, so I think it was for me the perfect All-Star race.
6: I think it was, too. I wasn't more concerned about the format. That was the 14th different format we had for the All-Star Race.
7: I liked it, though, because there weren't any gimmicks. They obviously had that mixed rule package they threw at the teams, but there there were no gimmicks. No, you have to do his pit stop here. You have to change and use this tire. Invert the field. We're going to invert the field. So it was just the teams on the track racing for a million dollars.
6: Now, with that being said, you mentioned the new aerodynamic package. A lot of the talk this week has been what's next for that package. Well, in case you missed it over the weekend this package will be on the racetrack again three more times before the end of this racing season but in the nascar xfinity series they're going to run it at michigan at mm-hmm. pocono and at indianapolis but the fans are wanting that in the monster energy nascar cup series now, what are you
7: hearing? I'm hearing the same thing um, from fans. Uh, mixed bag from the drivers. Uh, I would be interested to see how that package would hold up for an entire race because we only saw 80 laps of it at Charlotte Motor Speedway. 80 laps is a lot different than watching four or five, 600 miles of racing in that package. Would like to see if the engines would be able to make it for that long. Obviously, that restrictor paint builds a lot of heat up in those engines, um, but I would like to see it somewhere else.
6: I would like to see it as well. There are agreements in place that more than likely will prohibit it from mm-hmm. it being seen in 2018, but there is a discussion that's going to go on in the industry Wednesday with NASCAR and certain insiders Ew. and basically they're going to download from the weekend and provide some provide some thought, provide some feedback, critiques and the like and then it'll be up to the sanctioning body to move forward and see Where we go from here, I like what I saw Saturday night.
7: Overall, all of the feedback I heard was overall positive. I didn't really hear too many negative things about it, so Mm -hmm. I'm excited.
6: uh, What's what's social media been lit up with this week?
7: Well, it was fun to watch Kevin Harvick take home the trophy because Keelan wasn't there. Usually he's at the race, but the race was late, so they woke him up the next morning and presented him with the trophy, and Kevin had uh, posted a really cool picture on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Apparently, Keelan said... I like the trophy, but where's the money?
6: <laughs> well, Mama's got dibs on that. Because Delena, Kevin's wife, tweeted after the victory, yes. Mama's going shopping. She
7: also <laughs> tweeted, both you and your sister's college are paid for. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cute. But this is a fun week. Um, I, I'm actually covering social media for this event. So if, if the fans are listening at home and they aren't able to be out here, if you go to at 600 Festival on Instagram, you can see inside. Look, we just took a picture, so they'll see your – pretty little face on it. Um, But then this week, the Coke 600 week is all about um, celebrating Memorial Day. And so NASCAR always does a good job, I think, of saluting those who have lost their lives um, in combat. And so a great thing I've been doing is if you go on social media, whether it's Instagram or Twitter, and you search the hashtag NASCAR salutes, there's a lot of great content that comes up. Um, And it seems like each of the teams are kind of um, using their cars to tribute somebody who had lost their life, um, whether it's in combat or in service. Um, So I thought that's that's something I'm keeping my eye out on all through the week.
6: This is one of the special weeks because we have the All-Star Race. And then after the All-Star Race, we have this event event here. We have a lot of race fans in town Mm -hmm. that are going to the race shops. We find out who the five that are going into the Hall of Fame tomorrow on Wednesday. And then, of course, we have Speed Street that's firing up, and then a lot of patriotic celebrations and a lot of salutes to the military. A huge one before we take the green flag Sunday and the Coca-Cola 600. Special around these parts this time of year. It's super
7: special. If you're a race fan, this is in my opinion the best race trip to take you you kind of plan out your week you take your week off work you come down for the all-star race and then like you said you get to s- come and stay for all the events so the little 600 um circle case speed street it's going to be awesome this year it's like three days of lots of different music acts um in downtown or i should say uptown charlotte mm-hmm. we're a little bit north so i can say downtown <laughs> um and then pole qualifying night thursday is always always fun out at charlotte so This is the week if you're a race fan.
6: And uh, we'd love to see you down here. But if you can't, uh, be sure to keep up with the doings at MRN.com. Also on Twitter, at MRN Radio, hashtag AskMRN. Appreciate Mm -hmm. you coming by. I know you're busy. So go mingle with the folks and have a wonderful time. Thanks, love. That is Kim Coon. Coming up, more from the Little 600 at GoPro Motorplex in Mooresville.
8: This tax season, AutoZone has everything your car needs. And now those parts and supplies come with more savings when you sign up for the AutoZone Rewards Program. You'll earn a $20 reward every time you spend $20 or more five times in one year. One more way to get more done. Protect your engine from wear while protecting your wallet with great deals on oil change supplies from AutoZone. Visit any of our 5,000 locations nationwide and let's get you what you need. Learn more about AutoZone Rewards at AutoZone.com rewards. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the
0: zone, AutoZone.
6: From the Little 600 here at the GoPro Motorplex in Mooresville, North Carolina, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
1: This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley.
6: Welcome back to NASCAR Live. We continue from the Little 600 at the GoPro Motorplex. Michael McDowell is with us. Hey, Ben, man. I am doing well. How are you? lots to discuss been doing great Uh, had a great weekend over the weekend before we dig into the nuts and bolts of all-star weekend tell us why gopro motorplex is so important to you i gotta shut
4: off my phone here um my duck was quacking Uh, gopro is important to me because this started out as a dream on a napkin and um so to to see it grow into what it is now and um, to have events like the Little 600 out here, and, and have fans and drivers and um, the stars of the future out here too, is uh, is really cool, really special, and something that Justin Marks and I take a lot of pride in, and um, you know, it's something that we really are proud to uh, to be a part of.
6: It's been the case for many years, going back decades, where we hear that drivers in one form of racing or another got their career started on a go kart track, racing go karts when they were three, four, five, six years of age. Do you still see that as an important, I guess, stop along a driver's journey to get wherever they're going to go? Do you see that that's a good starting point for a young driver?
4: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I I, I think about it a lot, actually. I think about, um, you know, just everything that I learned as a kid um, and what I still use today and, and even trends and, you know, uh, habits and uh you know things that i still do today in a race car that are are from you know racing every weekend in a go-kart it's uh it's really crazy when you get i don't want to say old but when you get this far into my career and you know i was thinking about it today as i was driving here of like you know i was talking about things at the shop today and we're talking about feel and tires and you know like well what gave you that 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 seat of the pants feel and it you know it's being out here and and being at different tracks like this uh, throughout you know my childhood and um you know and it's everything it what i mean by that is you think about how you grow up the schools you're in the hobbies you have the coaches you have um you know it shapes and molds you into you know who you are it, it's character building moments it's it's where you get your sense of of uh, direction in the world and in life and, and for me that was right at the go-kart track and so um all the relationships that that i had growing up were all you know here at the go-kart track so um you know the people that you're friends with who you hang out with and in racing you know it's a small world and how you get to the next step and the next step and the next step and i can trace it all back to um you know just just being here at the go-kart track
6: and of course the path that your career has gone has led you to the monster energy nascar cup series which, over the weekend, raced at Charlotte Motor Speedway All-Star Weekend. You competed in the Monster Energy Open with an, with an aerodynamic package that's gotten a lot of conversation, got a lot of folks talking. What's your
4: take about what you felt over the weekend? I'm not sure how I felt. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, the racing uh, was fun to watch. It was, uh, I think it put on a good show. From the driver's seat, it it was, uh, frustrating. Um, the cars were very slow. Um, even though we were bunched together, it was very hard to pass. Um, in, uh, you would think it wouldn't be, you'd think it'd be, oh, this is easy to pass. We're all bunched together. Um, but you would get runs and couldn't really go anywhere with it. And, um, so yeah, it was like, it was like learning a different package, which is, uh, you know, new and fun. And I think that if I, if I got an opportunity to do it two or three more times, you, you would learn a few things, you'd make some adjustments and, you know, it would uh, be more enjoyable. But when you just got, hey, here's 20 laps, go figure it out. It was uh, it was a little bit frustrating. But, um, you know, watching the all-star race, um, you know, did keep everybody bunched up, tight together. And, um, you know, I think that it, it was a great race, but the best still won. And I think you'll see that no matter what package you do. And uh, the cream always rises to the top. And so I, I don't think we'll change that part of our sport. Uh, resources and talent will always prevail. Um, but at the same time, I feel like I want to do whatever we have to do as a sport to put butts in the seat. I don't care what it is. I'll drive around in that bus right there. If that's going to put fans in the seat, um, because I love racing and, um, I know some guys don't have to continue to do this anymore, but this is how I earn my living. And, um, and I need to do that for a while still. And so if it puts people in the stands and it puts on a great show, I don't really care what we have to drive.
6: This coming weekend, we're back to paying points, going back to the traditional aero package that we've been running this year. How do you prepare for 400 laps, 600 miles in our longest race of the year? You're shaking your head already.
4: (laughs) Well, i got to tell you something. So when I was a kid and I was running uh, junior carts like this, uh, one of the things we used to do in practice to help me just be more prepared for the races, we used to take the restrictor plate off, right? And so I would go and practice three or four seconds faster than I was going to race because when you put that restrictor plate on, it felt like it was slow, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we just did the exact opposite. We just did the open and the all-star race, and we all got used to running 160 miles an hour. And Thursday night when we fired off in the turn one at 200, it's going to scare us again. <laughs> we did it the exact opposite. Uh, it's a lot easier to go slower than it is to go faster. So um, – you know, it's going to take a, a readjusting, you know, even though it's just one week. You know, the first time you go through the gears and you go, oh, wow, there you go. There's there's 800 horsepower. There's 900 horsepower and you bury it off in the turn one and um, and hope it sticks. So um, but Charlotte, it's tough. I mean, it is a tough racetrack. It's um, you know, it changes so much with the sun and with temperature, with clouds and um you can chase your tail very easy there um in practice in in the race in particular because you know we start at the the hottest part of the day and then go into the evening and and that's where i feel like the veteran guys that that really understand what they need at night do a good job managing the day they they take their lumps and they make their changes and they're good um and it's hard to do and that really starts in happy hour so it's really you're looking for a feel You're looking for a feel. You're looking for a car that you can move up and down and really feel like you're driving it. Um, And that's hard to get because happy hour at Charlotte is, it'll frustrate you. (laughs) And then you'll go, oh man, I got 600 miles. I sure hope we get this right. Um, And it's just, it's a long race. I I can't tell you how long it actually feels in the race car. I mean, it is a hot, long day. Um, The race doesn't start till the evening time. You're watching all the races that are going on during the day lot of adrenaline ups and downs and you're ready to go and then it's you you buckle in and then six hours later you're done so it's a it's a long day for sure
6: and of course our, our friends at the performance racing network will have the coverage this weekend from charlotte we appreciate you being a a, a great host as always we love coming out here thanks yeah. for inviting us out to do the Little 600 and uh, all the best in the Coca-Cola 600 on
4: Sunday. Thank you very much. It's uh, cool to see all the fans out here. It's really neat to, uh, to have everybody's support. So thank you guys, MRN, for coming out and uh, covering this and making us feel like we're bigger than we really are. So I appreciate it. It's a blast, and we're glad to be a part of it. That's Michael McDowell. Of course,
6: we wish him the best in the Coca-Cola 600 coming up Sunday and more coming up from the Little 600 next. I'm
9: not blooming good, I'm blooming great Put a shrimp on the barbie and sizzle my steak Woo, I want that need to bloom And it get in my senses like a sonic boom No rules, just right So bold, so nice And I'm so, 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 so ready For that Outback Steak tonight Outback Steakhouse That's what it's all about
6: From the little 600 here at the GoPro Motorplex in Mooresville, North Carolina, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
7: This
1: is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley.
6: Welcome back to the GoPro Motorplex. NASCAR Live continues for this weekly get-together. Over the weekend, Kim Kuhn had a chance to sit down and chat with Austin Dillon. You know, he won the Daytona 500 back in February. Well, one year ago... He won the Coca-Cola 600. He has a new podcast, and they chatted about a whole lot more in this week's NASCAR Live face-to-face interview.
7: Rewind to almost a year ago, you win your first Cup race at Charlotte, the 600. Take me back to that night. What do you remember most about it?
10: You know, I think the rain delay in the middle of the race, and we're sitting there, and we're like, "Man, we got a good car. This is uh, it's a great opportunity to capitalize on some on a good good points day." Um, the rain passes, we get back out there, and. Um, I had a couple good restarts, and the last one I had a bad restart. And they are like, all right, start saving fuel. We're, we're going to change up plans here. We're going for uh, to try and make it on the last run. So I said, um, uh, I just kept asking them you know, the distances they needed me to save. I'd key the mic and let them know where I was lifting, using no brake and just uh, really focused on hitting my laps. And uh, when it came down to passing Jimmy Johnson, when, and when I made my last charge into turn one, Uh, coming off of two he ran out of gas and uh, I thought we had put enough pressure on him to put him in that situation and we did and um, the next thing was crossing the start finish line and and losing fuel pressure about 100 yards from from the start finish line so it was timed perfectly and uh, there's a lot of credit to my team and Uh, the effort that we put together in that race.
1: Austin Dillon leads the pack off turn number four. No one ever thought he would contend for the win. He's going to win the 60th running of the
7: Daytona 500. With your Daytona 500 win earlier this year, you've now won two of NASCAR's crown jewels. I mean, you talk to guys that dream their entire lives about winning at least one of those two races. For you, is there one that means more than the other?
10: Um... Man, they both mean a lot because the 600 was my first ever win. The 500 is just an amazing place to win at, and um, it's hard not to say the 500, uh, just because of it's our Super Bowl. Um, but this is my my home track, and to get that first one behind you, it probably enabled me to get my second one. So uh, the confidence level is there, and it, it'll stay there for a long time.
7: You and your wife Whitney tied the knot back in December. What's been the best thing about new- being a newlywed?
10: I think getting to experience some things with another person that you love and um, that was a big part of reason um, not only Whitney's an amazing person but I wanted to experience all this stuff that I'm going through right now in my life with uh, my best friend and and I'm getting to do that and and she's having a blast doing it and I I couldn't imagine not having her at the track each and every weekend and and she does a good job coming to all these races I mean it's all about me when we get here and she does a good job dealing with uh, me and my ego and uh, but she, she has fun along the way too. So I love, love having her with me, um, through this fun time in our lives.
7: You're an uncle to brother Ty's little girl, Oakley. You know, I've seen pictures. You look like you have such a good time with her. She's still very young, but when she gets older, are you going to be the fun uncle? Or are you going to be like the overprotective uncle?
10: I think everybody knows I'm going to be the fun uncle, um, yeah i enjoy and, and i'm pretty proud at the moment uh, because when i hold oakley she doesn't seem to cry so i think she likes her un- uncle a lot and um but i'm not the diaper changing guy uh luckily whitney has done that so far a couple times when we we get to hang out with her and um we have been asked to babysit so that's next we're gonna take her on for a, a night or two and see if let ty and, and Haley um, take a night off so and do a, do my brother a, a good one there so uh, it's been fun uh, I feel like uh, a couple more years hopefully I'll have one uh, just like Oakland
7: I was gonna ask if you guys talked about in the future if you guys want kids
10: we definitely want kids it's just uh, right timing and uh, when Whitney uh, is ready I'll be ready
7: you started a podcast this season barn life for fans who haven't listened to it why should they listen to it kind of give me just a quick summary of what it's about
10: uh, it's it's supposed to be tying together my life outside the track, along with some of my buddies, and then doing interviews with different guys from um, different worlds, uh, whether it's athletes, country music singers, or just people I've met at the track over the years. And uh, we also like this week um, we tr- tried to do something outside of our studio and went to the Post Malone concert, and we got good video and footage of that. And, it just turned into a fun, wild night, and um, hopefully we put it all together in post, and it'll look uh, good for everyone to watch um, our, our Wednesday, which turned in from a barn life into a Post Malone concert, hanging out with Chase and Ryan, and it was, it was a really fun time.
7: Ultimate podcast guest, if you could have anybody.
10: Connor McGregor think uh, would be pretty epic uh, i've always said if i won the championship i'd want him to introduce me so him on the on our barn life would be pretty awesome
7: we've seen him in some spiffy suits we've seen you in some spiffy suits would that be the fo- ultimate photo op you guys in in not matching suits but most but maybe like the three-piece
10: oh yeah the three-piece life of suits would be cool to, to uh wear one sam beside mcgregor and uh yeah that would be awesome
7: Finally, I saw on social media where you were on a helicopter earlier this week. What's the story there?
10: Um, Andy Petrie is a very good helicopter pilot, and he owns his own helicopter. And we were doing appearances for American Ethanol. We had two in one day, and one was in Raleigh, one was in Greensboro. So we hopped on the helicopter, those two appearances, and um, it's pretty fun to to get on there. And and you see uh, the country from a whole different uh, bird's-eye view, and he's just impressive to fly with because you don't feel anything. He's really good at it. Maybe one day I could do that. I think a helicopter pilot would be a cool job.
7: I was going to ask because we've seen other drivers get pilot's license. Chase has got his pilot's and his helicopter license. So is that something that's maybe on your radar?
10: I think maybe one day. I think it'd be cool, You know, way down the few, way down uh, when I have some time to focus on it. But, man, you have to really know your stuff and study and, and keep up to date with uh, the, the changes as a pilot. So uh, I think maybe one day.
6: That's Austin Dillon as he spoke with our Kim Kuhn over the weekend. We've got more from the Little 600 next. Grunt style.
1: The American fighting spirit is in everything we make. We are 500 patriots and veterans strong. Bringing clothing manufacturing back to the United States of America. Always moving forward. Never retreating. Never giving up. We are Grunt Style, and this will defend. Get yours at gruntstyle.com. He's fast, he's bobbly, and he's only at Advance Auto Parts. He's the Jimmy Johnson bobblehead you can get when you buy five quarts of Valvoline motor oil at Advance Auto Parts now through May 30th. Also through May 30th, get five quarts of full synthetic motor oil and any Purilator Boss Filter. For $32.99, advanced auto parts where oil is priced like it should be. Limit five oil change specials per customer. See store for details.
6: From the Little 600 here at the GoPro Motorplex in Mooresville, North Carolina, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
1: This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley.
6: We welcome you back to NASCAR Live. We are at the Little 600 GoPro Motorplex in Mooresville, North Carolina. Joined for the NASCAR Xfinity Series by Matt Tift. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Did you, uh, did you do much go-kart racing growing up?
5: I did. That's actually how I got my whole uh, start into this deal. I uh, grew up in uh, around Cleveland, Ohio, and they had a little track uh, at Norton Speedway. And they had a a trial period where they're just advertising in the area if anybody wanted to come out and try go-kart racing. So uh, I had been wanting to try racing for a long time, so I finally got my mom to uh, let me go do it. And I uh, raced go-karts for about three or four years before moving to Cars. So what was the selling like to mom? To be like, mom, come on, please let me... Please have been these go-karts. Well, it, it took years to get her to the point where I could actually get to go do that trial. <laughs> and then after that point, uh, I had to write a two-page proposal of why I should go racing. Uh, I had to do this with my cell phone, too. But <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, I eventually got her to break down. And um, for, I think, my 11th or 12th birthday, uh, they said that they got a, uh, a go-kart that they bought at the local Speedway. And... Um, Uh, She did not like it for a long time, and I think it took until about two years ago before she really started to kind of understanding racing a little bit more and jumping on board with it. (laughs) So for those young folks that are listening,
6: explain go-karts at your age, then what, then what,
5: then trucks, then Xfinity Series. I think a more normal progression would be going from go-karts to, uh, you know, maybe something like a street stock or a... Uh, maybe some sort of a slower dirt car. But for me, uh, by the time I got done with my go-kart racing, I was already between 13 and 14 years old. So Mm -hmm. uh, at that point, we'd been running National Series and and realized that this was something I really wanted to go try to do. So we just went ahead and made the jump into uh, Super Late Models down in Florida. And uh, so I raced with B.J. McLeod, who's in the NASCAR Xfinity Series now, and uh, he was my driver coach for a long time and uh, ran speed weeks down there with him and then eventually went up to Wisconsin and ran uh, the ASA Midwest Tour and uh, just kind of was around late models for a while and had to learn it but I mean it's a such a huge jump from go-karts to uh, super late models and just the feeling of having cars around you and the speed that those cars have and just trying to understand what you have to do uh, as a 14 year old in those cars was was really hard but uh, I really enjoyed it and uh, you know those were some of the most fun times I had those first experiences learning those cars. So as we fast forward into 2018 what kind of fun are you having uh, in the NASCAR Xfinity Series this year? It's been awesome. It's, uh, it's been probably the most fun I've had in any year in my career. And uh, driving for Richard Childress Racing and uh, with that whole number two team has just been incredible. And, uh, you know, I feel like we've been so competitive every week, and it's, it's been so exciting to see the progression that we've made. But then, uh, you know, it, it's just it's, it's fun to have fun racing. It really is. Mm-hmm. And, and this is such an intense thing that we do as race car drivers and the whole industry is so intense but when you have a group that puts the fun back in it gives you the confidence to go out there and uh you know i think that's that's so important and you know uh this whole facility gopro motorplex is back to those roots of having fun and and i think that's why this is such a cool event now you had a chance to observe the cup series
6: run the aero package that you will be running later this year at indianapolis michigan pocono uh, what things did you pay attention to? What can you look forward to as far as getting that aero package on a track like a wide Michigan or a tight Indianapolis
5: or just a very long Pocono? Well, I think the, the good thing for us was that we got to try it out last year at Indianapolis. So I had somewhat of an idea of what the power felt like and kind of what some of the aero tendencies were. However, Indianapolis does not translate at all to Charlotte. I don't think so. I was pretty interested to see what happened. I think uh, you saw a lot of pack racing at the beginning on those restarts. Uh, But you got to remember too; those were 30 lap segments at or stages at the most. Mm -hmm. So that's not enough to see tire fall off. And I know when we were racing Indy last year, there's a lot of tire fall off, uh, even with those lower horsepower uh, packages. So when we get to Michigan, I really feel like it's going to be interesting to see uh, because I feel like that pack is going to be kind of like a Daytona or Talladega because of the fact that it is so wide. And we've only been able to use a groove and a half or so there since they've repaved it, so I think it'll widen it out. Uh, Pocono, I honestly have no idea, but uh, I'm sure you're still going to see, like you did in the Cup race, the good cars are going to get to the front and figure out a way to get back up there if they fall behind. So this weekend, though, we're back at Charlotte. Aero packages
6: are the norm, and 300 miles awaits you on Saturday in the drive for the Cura 300. What can we
5: expect on Saturday? I think it's going to be hot and slick. Uh, you know, I think the the biggest thing is going to be seeing how the uh, VHT or PJ1 affects the race as the runs go on. I, I think we saw in the test that. When we run up there a little bit, it seemed like it had just a bit of grip, but when you get more and more laps on, it seems like that's where it becomes activated. So seeing how that'll work on the long run uh, will be pretty interesting, but um, Charlotte's getting rough and slicker every single year we come back there. So uh, I think it'll be a good show, but it's going to be all about handling, and this Thursday is going to be so important. Luckily, the weather looks like it's going to be temperature-wise similar. Charlotte is so sensitive to temperature that it's nice if you can have it at least somewhere in the realm of what, uh, you know, what situation you're going to have when you go to race. It's always fun watching you race. Go get them on
6: Saturday. All right. Thank you very much. That is Matt Tiff joining us here at the GoPro Motorplex. More coming up from the Little 600 here on NASCAR Live. <laughs>
8: Hey, NASCAR fans,
6: have you ever wanted a chance to meet your favorite driver or go behind the scenes at your favorite racetrack? Now's your chance by bidding on auctions that support the NASCAR Foundation and our mission to help kids live happier, healthier lives. Our auction site is VIP experiences, race used, and autographed NASCAR memorabilia, and much more. Visit nascarfoundation.org auctions today and bid on experiences and items posted weekly. That's nascarfoundation.org auctions. From the little 600 here at the GoPro Motorplex in Mooresville, North Carolina, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
1: This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley.
6: Welcome back to the Little 600 Motor Racing Network here in Mooresville, North Carolina. Tonight, joined by fan favorite Bubba Wallace, who joins us. How are you, brother? What's going on? How are you? Uh, I'm great. How are you?
3: Uh, I'm about to, We'll find out here in about a couple hours. If we come out here on top, I'll be good. If not, I'll be all
6: but pissed off. Uh, <laughs> all right. So explain to what's going to happen here when you guys take to the racetrack. What's the format of tonight's racing extravaganza
3: Justin and his crew put on a great great event for us here we've been coming for the last couple years and they try to lay out the game plan and the drivers meeting that we're supposed to be having right now Uh, I'm here by the way don't start me in the back um (laughs) but we never we never stick to the game plan we always change up rules I think Corey won it uh LaJoy won it cutting through right here on the infield and won that and he was like two laps now I don't know. and so we'll cut through the grass. We'll, we'll do a lot of stuff. I'm just glad it's not raining. I think the last few year's it's like been raining.
6: Last year it was rough. Yeah, it was. It was. I guess we're canoeing out there. I we're finished
3: third, and I usually suck in the rain. If anybody watched Mid Ohio and the Xfinity car, that shows you.
6: <laughs> oh, well, we didn't want to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's go back to uh, your days as a young Bubba Wallace. Were you a go kart racer back in the day?
3: Uh yeah, oval though, not not road course. Uh, WKA stuff, right right here in Concord, actually.
6: hmm
3: How'd that work out? Have fun. Ooh. I did, I did. My first race was a national event. Don't know why. Uh, don't know what we were thinking. Went down to Jasper, Florida, and wadded the car up. Like, it was all beat up, and, and I remember running off the track, and I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't see the fence. I was going so fast, I couldn't see the fence. And all I know is there was a Chevy Suburban sitting there, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm about to die. I'm about to hit the Suburban. Next thing you know, it comes like a soft landing. And I'm like, oh, thank God there's a fence right there. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, not a good sign yeah. when you're heading full steam yeah. ahead for a little. Yeah. Suburban, but I got better from there. We started winning a couple races, and we're like, "Ah, eh, we might have a shot in this thing."
6: What kind of skills did you learn racing go karts back in the day that help you today? Well, it was a big help for uh, this All Star package we had. It was a big, big go kart we felt
3: like we were driving um, last weekend, so uh, that helped out a lot. Those things are all about momentum. Um, I did, I did one dirt race when I was uh, when I when I was young and started out. I finished second my first time on dirt. I thought I did really well. Only two carts, so hey, whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> take all you can get, yeah, right? Exactly. Exactly. Speaking of the all-star race this past weekend, a new aero package on the car. Yeah. It's been a topic of conversation this week with yeah, a lot yeah, of the yeah. fandom. What are yeah. your thoughts? Good for a one-time deal.
3: Um, it was a cool adjustment for uh, for that, that big of a race. Uh, it made it interesting. I thought it was pretty cool how much you're mirror driving at Charlotte, aside from the normal mirror driving that you do to try to block somebody late in a run. But, I mean, this one just felt like uh, a super speedway race on a much smaller scale but to the point where it's just trying to block moves, control what lane. I remember when I took the lead there at the last stage, I was trying to pull the bottom then pull the top. So uh, it was cool to experience that, but, uh, but they don't need to jump the gun and, and do it everywhere yet because uh, six hours for the 600 going that slow, it would be like 12 hours. So what are the
6: proposed adjustments that you would make to this?
3: Uh, give us more motor. You know, you definitely do more motor. I don't know. Get the cars off the off the ground. You know, we rely so much on on clean air, and and, and as soon as you get back to third or fourth, you're done. You're not gonna you're not gonna win. In, in ten laps, you're not gonna win with the package we got right now. So, uh, it, it's tough to uh, to be able to get up there unless you just have the Harvick car. Then you're just gonna drive from wherever and win. But you know, for a, for a normal team, average team, you know, if, if you if you start up front and you have clean air, you're gonna survive for a little bit. But if you start fifth. I mean, even if you have a really good car, you can't really drive up to the front right now. So we're still trying to figure out ways to make that better. But uh, I thought I thought the all-star package was cool. Uh, it was fun to try it out uh, for that event. And now we get some speed back, so I can get, really get to experience, you know, Charlotte Motor Speedway in a cup car.
6: What is going to be the adjustment like going that 160, 165 into the corner, back to the 200 this week in practice and qualifying in the race? Uh, we're about to find out. Uh, uh, uh,
3: Charlotte has so much speed for about a lap. Uh, and then you fall off, and and I just hope it's overcast for turn three and four because that is the worst corner on any racetrack. Why? Uh, it just you, you go through there, and all of a
6: sudden everything's good, 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 good.
3: Back to the house it wants to go. Front end takes off like no other. And then so. of
6: course that closes up on you when you transition back to flat. Yes. Then yes. you gotta cut the card yeah, to the yeah, double dog yeah. leg and all that. Oh yeah. So that's the toughest set of turns you race on.
3: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean you just go through such a balance change and once the once the nighttime rolls around and gets cooler it finally, you know, oh we can hold the bottom here, but for the first handful of laps in practice we're we're just gonna be struggling to hold the bottom. Unless Drew and the boys found something, which I'm hoping for. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Let's talk to you a little bit about this year. I know that you said lately that you're working on things and, you know, you're making efforts to improve performance. Where are you at when you head into Memorial Day weekend? And what kind of strides have you made? And where do you want ultimately this thing to go? I know you can't, you know, I, I liken this to turning a cruise ship instead of a jet ski. You want the responsiveness of the jet yeah. ski, but in fact it takes a while yeah. I to like get that. things turned I around. Like where are you at in the process?
3: We're out in the middle of the ocean somewhere trying to get that baby turned around slowly making its way back. Yeah, that's. It's just the hard part about being at the cup level. I mean, it's. It's not. You know, fans want to see us. You know, running better and and, and winning races and bringing the 43 back. And you know, we've we've done highlights. You know, leading up to that, it's it's not going to change. You know, from from where they were at the last four or five years, it's not going to change just because we got a new driver and a new new manufacturer and new team alliance. That, that's not how it works. Even if the if, if the best driver throw Harvick in, in our equipment, he it wouldn't it wouldn't change. He'd probably couple zip positions better just from overall seat time. But I don't know why I'm talking to this thing like a mic. Um, He's holding his push yeah. to talk button up near his lips. <laughs> uh, double the just, bubba, double <laughs> the fun. <I> guess. <laughs> it just takes so much time to get these cars, um, you know, and in, in teams where we want it. And you know, we find one thing that works at one track, and then we go to take it to the next one, and it, it's the worst thing ever. So, you know, for us, it's coming up with a game plan of, of what works and what doesn't. Um, you know, I'm excited about the second trip, so the second part of the season when we start going to these tracks again because from what I have learned, uh, not being so far off on the pace right when we get there from learning these cup cars uh, to actually going there and having the, the confidence of tackling each corner, having the confidence of making the right calls for what we need. So it's all it's all growing. Uh, I'm not hanging my head over any of the finishes. Yeah, we, we struggle and we're frustrated, but we're all frustrated – at the right thing,
6: uh, not frustrated with each other, at least not yet. Before I let you go, you, in a short amount of time, have turned into a fan favorite, and you can tell this I by all a the folks lot that, of are, people. Appreciate that it. are standing y'all. out in front of us here <laughs> at the GoPro Motorplex, and this is a scene that's repeated week in and week out at the racetrack. How do you deal with that? How do you deal with somebody that uh, all of a sudden is a – you have a huge following now based in large part what you did in Daytona. Folks mm-hmm. were like, who is this Bubba Wallace guy? Let yeah, me start yeah. following him. How is that to deal with? How is that? I don't want to say you're an overnight sensation because you're not, but you've gained a huge fan base this year. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to walk out of this tent. My head's so big right now. (laughs) Uh,
3: No, it's just great. I mean, uh, thank you all for the support uh, throughout years and years. And, um, you know, I've been growing my fan base ever since I started racing and -hmm. and just trying to, you know, be myself and, and, and be that breath of fresh air that everybody says I am. Uh, to this day, in in the in the sports, so uh, I'm trying to change up the game and and have fun with fans. Um, you know, even dish at the haters when they're on there. But you know, for me, it's 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 my life. I, I love I love doing this. I love doing it for you guys. You guys are, are what push us to keep going and keep racing. Um, we we love to put on good shows for for you guys. We try. You know, with the packages we're dealt with from the sanctioning body doesn't really allow that sometimes. But, but we try to do the best of what we can. And, and, you know, I try to keep a smile on your guys' faces. And, and when I'm frustrated, you know, you can be frustrated with me, but we're all going to get through it together. So I uh, appreciate it. Love you much. And, um, yeah, we'll just keep growing it. Don't change. Uh, I don't like you, but
6: whatever. <laughs> That's Bubba Wallace joining us live here from the Little 600. More coming up from Mooresville.
8: This tax season, AutoZone has everything your car needs. And now those parts and supplies come with more savings when you sign up for the AutoZone Rewards Program. You'll earn a $20 reward every time you spend $20 or more five times in one year. One more way to get more done. Protect your engine from wear while protecting your wallet with great deals on oil change supplies from AutoZone. Visit any of our 5,000 locations nationwide and let's get you what you need. Learn more about AutoZone Rewards at AutoZone.com rewards. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the
0: zone, AutoZone to sports view today's
4: topic who's the greatest of all time for my money it's progressive's home and auto bundle it literally saves you money gentlemen your thoughts
9: look it's i've said a it before and, and i'll say it again of away the heroes, a a a the the heroes. and what you got one big trophy and saying Don't i told you.
1: you
6: so i disagree
4: thanks fellas took the words right out of my mouth
1: there's
8: really no debate
1: progressive's home and auto bundle is a winning combination progressive casualty insurance company affiliates and other insurers discounts not available in all stages situations
6: From the Little 600 here at the GoPro Motorplex in Mooresville, North Carolina, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
1: This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley.
6: Winding down this week's NASCAR Live as we welcome you back to the Little 600. You know, tomorrow's a big day for the sport of NASCAR and the NASCAR Hall of Fame. It's voting day. We're going to find out the five names that will be inducted into the 2019 class in January, and one of those that could be in the next class is car owner Jack Roush. For 30 years, Roush has been a big contributor to the sport of NASCAR.
2: I had a war chest of about three and a half million dollars. Mark Martin is strapping into his trolling. Based line. on what we had going on, I had enough money to do it for two years. Mark Martin from Beach Bill France Jr. gave me and Mark Martin an application to the 1988 Daytona 500. And not enough can be said for these guys that built this team from the ground up in two years. But if I didn't win a race, if I had, didn't show a blue sky to, to potential sponsors that wanted to get on board, there was an end in, in sight to my, uh, to my NASCAR career. Mark Martin drives up high out of Turn number four comes out of the corner, and every person in this grandstand is cheering him on. He comes down, and he will win the AC Delco 500. It has been a long,
9: hard road for Mark Martin. And I'd gone broke and started a career over and moved back to Wisconsin and started over. You know, and I'd just been through so much, and I just, just wanted to win one. It was a relief. They swing through the trial and a second week in a row, Victory Lane will belong to Mark Martin. I, butted head, I, know I had butted heads with Jack Roush, but I butted head with Jack a lot early in the years. But we made it, and we did it together.
1: Mark Martin wins the Mountain Dew Southern 500 at Dick Brooks. I
6: don't think Jack Roush can believe the good fortune.
9: I wouldn't trade it for for anything because I feel like that that he appreciates my commitment as much as I appreciate his commitment. Jeff Burton wins at Daytona. He takes the 42nd Pepsi
3: 400. Everything that I do in my racing and, and
4: uh, you know when my son's racing and stuff, I always one of the decisions I'm making I always go through my mind. What would you know? What would Jack do?
9: the third time in 97 before the hometown fans
3: jeff burton wins the hanes 500 at martinsville we're going to outwork them and that's what that's the epitome of what roush racing was at that time and we put more into it than everybody
9: and
2: his car owner jack roush has got the ford Manufacturers uh, championship shirt on every day when you get up particularly when you get to be a a senior you get up every day you need to have something that challenges you to to tears or that makes you so mad you want to fight
1: off turn number two looking for the million dollar payday
3: there's anything ever reasonable that we needed for the cars and sometimes it wasn't even very reasonable he'd always give it to us
1: matt Kenseth, the new winston cup champion
3: certainly when i first went over there and got to start hanging out with mark and he got hooked up with roush racing certainly you could tell that you know jack was 100 about the uh, on track product
1: tonight it's going to be ford and it's going to be a rookie
6: greg biffle wins the pepsi 400 it's a great company jack does a great job jack cares about competition jack comes to us and says what do you need
3: what do you need to win? Greg
6: Biffle
5: has clinched the championship for the 2002 NASCAR
6: Busch Series season. You know, I don't know what it's like anywhere else, but uh, when, when somebody's offering that, you know, there's pretty much no reason to go anywhere else. Off of turn number four, Carl Edwards comes to the start finish line. Carl Edwards is a first time winner in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Jack, to me,
3: will he has always been, and will always be someone I look up to. and. Um, Someone that I mean, I really appreciate uh, more than words can say, I appreciate what he's done, not just for me, but for thousands of
2: people.
7: it. You've got to victory lane here at Pocono. Congratulations. Uh,
2: thank you very much. You know, we're so proud of Carl.
3: They did not hold one thing back from me. We gave it the best effort, and I think that's very noble, and I'm honored to be associated with him.
2: Trevor Bay wins
5: over Austin Dillon. To have done this for 30 years like he has, uh, man, that guy as hard. He still wants to be as involved as ever.
2: And Stenhouse is going back to victory lane. You know,
5: I think Jack's history period um, is always something that's reminded throughout the
2: shop. When I started in 1988 with with Mark, I think we had a dozen people. Jack Roush gave people with big hearts and big desires
9: the opportunity to realize their dreams and he succeeded
2: while doing so
9: 6th win of 1998 Mark Marks Matt is going to win
2: the Daytona 500 and to think about the way that I've grown up and the sports grown up and the, and the number of people that I've attracted to share my dreams with me it's just uh, it's unbelievable I, I can't believe I've had such a great life
1: Carl Edwards, Jack Rouse, the 2007 NASCAR bush series champion
2: i'm humbled by by the sport that i'm part of i'm uh, thrilled and honored to be a, part, a custodian of some part of it today and uh, i hope that uh, that i that when people look back at uh, at, at what i've done uh, when i'm gone i hope they'll say that i left more than i took
6: there is no question that jack roush has the credentials to be in the next round of the nascar hall of fame there's a lot of other big candidates for those five spots we'll find out who they are tomorrow evening And be sure to go to MRN.com to find out those five names and all about their credentials and their successes. We've got more from the Little 600 here at the GoPro Motorplex coming up.
1: He's fast, he's bobbly, and he's only at Advance Auto Parts. He's the Jimmy Johnson bobblehead you can get when you buy five quarts of Valvoline Motor Oil at Advance Auto Parts now through May 30th. Also through May 30th, get five quarts of full synthetic motor oil and any Purilator Boss filter for 32.99. Advance Auto Parts, where oil is priced like it should be. Limit five oil chain specials per customer. See store for details. The Country 500 Music Festival is back at Daytona International Speedway How do you like me now? with Toby Keith, Chris Stapleton. Bentley, Sugar Land, Billy Currington, and so much more. Country 500, Memorial Day weekend, May 25th, 26th, and 27th. For tickets and information, visit country500.com. Sponsored in part by Budweiser. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley.
6: Get ready to drop the checkered flag on our time here at the Little 600 Motor Racing Network. Getting ready to put a bow on things. Joined now by Austin Sindrick of Team Penske. How are you?
11: Pretty good. Sunny day.
6: Sunny day. Mm-hmm. Great night for racing. You big go-kart guy?
11: I am. I've actually, I've actually had a garage here probably longer than just about anybody else. So I, I love this place. I love this track. and I think they do an awesome job. And obviously promoting an event like this is, is uh, no small task.
6: How, uh, how often do you get out
11: here? Not as much as I used to. I, I used to come here n- near every day after school and just run till they'd kick me out. And uh, the place has gotten a lot bigger since then. And we got, obviously, the GoPro sponsorship, and um, the rental car facility has been pretty huge. And um, it's been a lot of fun, and it's kind of like a, a hub within the NASCAR hub of, of the U.S., right? It's, it's where all the racers go to race.
6: There are young men and women running around here tonight that would love to have an opportunity to race a go-kart. There are a lot of parents I think nervously and patiently uh, pacing around here knowing that it's coming. What do you learn on a go-kart track that you can't learn anywhere else and also do the sales pitch to mom and dad as to why they should let their kids come out of here?
11: Yeah well it's where most drivers get their start. I mean I, I can look around and, and, and think about some of the guys that uh, I've raced go-karts with around this place. I didn't, I didn't go-kart race much when I was a kid, but when I did, it was usually around here, and honestly, I put, probably put more testing laps and race laps uh, around this place, just going out and trying things, whether if that's me trying different things with my driving, looking over data from the cart, or or being able to just try things set up on the chassis, be able to tune and uh, learn, learn a lot just on your own trial and error, and um, the only thing I needed help with was getting my cart on and off the stand.
6: <laughs> and I'm sure that that was a fun time right there.
11: Oh, yeah. I mean, being being 14, I mean, those are some of the best lessons you can have. Te- teaching yourself how to do some things. And uh, like I said, a lot of guys have, have come out of here. I mean, I, I think of a few like Neil Verhagen. He's he's a Red Bull junior driver now. Enzo for our junior driver. And that was only like three or four years ago. we were all around here pounding around in go karts. So uh, things things happen fast. And um, there's there's no better place to really start and, and get your feet wet.
6: Well, speaking of fun, what kind of fun are you having in the Xfinity series this year?
11: Having a lot of fun. Uh, Definitely learned a lot of things. Uh, I've been in stock car racing just just for a few years now, or just really a year and a half now. So uh, still still trying to figure things out, but um, definitely had some really good runs uh, over the last few weeks and trying to carry that momentum into this week at Charlotte.
6: What kind of things are you looking for out of the race? Well, first of all, for those that don't know, who are you driving for this weekend? You have a couple of different rides that you're in over the course of, of the year.
11: Yeah, i driving drive Team Penske in the 12 car this weekend, um, but sharing my duties between the 22, the 12, and the 60 to, to do a full season, which is a, a pretty cool opportunity, to obviously, to race for those two organizations and, and be able to have all the partners that have come together to be able to really make that happen for me.
6: Connect the dots for us, 300 miles in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. What kind of demands does that put on the car, you, and what kind of event is that as far as preparing for it?
11: Yeah, I mean it's a day race. at Charlotte, so uh, we we see how hot it is today. I'm sure it's probably going to be hotter in Concord because it usually is. <laughs> but uh, it, it's going to be a hot track. It, it's going to be greasy. It's going to be probably long green flag runs. Um, and as NASCAR racing usually does, it probably comes down to a final restart after all that. So um, definitely trying to get your your stuff to be able to be good in race trim, be able to hook the line and and move around if you have to. But um, definitely a cool experience to be able to you know go to your home track and be able to try and perform in front of the home crowd.
6: You talk about the track being hot and slick and greasy. Is that your kind of
11: racetrack? I, I think it's every driver's kind of racetrack Till it isn't everybody wants something that puts, puts the driver in the seat. And uh, some, sometimes it gets real frustrating. Sometimes it's, it's rewarding, uh, depending on the, on the conditions. But, but I love it. Uh, more off-throttle time, the better. Um, more, more things you have to do with your hands and feet.
6: Appreciate you joining us. Uh, all the best to you this weekend. Points forward there. Go take it to them Sunday, Saturday, that is, at Charlotte
11: sure should it be fun
6: that is austin cindrick he will be in the drive for the cure 300 again our friends at the performance racing network will have coverage for that we're going to pick the schedule back up the following week at pocono raceway mrn.com your destination for broadcast times news of the week news of the day etc our thanks to michael mcdowell for joining us tonight also our thanks to matt tiff Bubba wallace and austin cindrick for kim coon i'm mike bagley and we will talk to you next week right here on nascar live enjoy your memorial day weekend And we'll talk soon. So
1: long, everyone. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida. And was brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Today's broadcast was produced by Rich Colbert. Remember to visit MRN.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.
0: This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home.